Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. We are, uh, so we took a break. We started the uh, editing workflow series and then we took a break to have some breaking news with the wedding film school shutting down or actually craig would be mad if i just said that wedding film school shutting down he was very specific that i shouldn't say the in front of it so but who cares he's out of here he's not in the weddings anymore uh, anyways so we took a break and we're back on to this series on editing workflows and i'm really excited because we have today the world debut of a power couple in the wedding film industry. Um, we have Dax and Pow with us. So, uh, guys, tell us a little bit more. Well, first, like, thanks for coming on. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be talking with you. I love y'all's work. Um, so they're just telling me, like, this is the first time that they've done something like this. Um, but you guys, like, this is, um, for me, it's super exciting because I remember whenever I first discovered y'all's work, I was just blown away at some of the stuff that y'all were doing that I thought was just, uh, it was really unique. There's a lot of wedding films that, you know, in a lot of ways look, look really similar. And whenever I see one of y'all's films, it's, it's, it's now come to the point where I could know it's y'all's film without it having been identified to me, which I hope you know, like, that's a huge compliment. Um, there's there's very few people who are making films that I could see it without any kind of a you know, logo or watermark or anything on it and know, okay, that is this person's film. But I feel that way about you guys. You guys do really amazing work, and it's totally uh, unique and super cool. So I'm really excited to have you on and talk more about what you guys are doing in the editing room specifically to make that happen. But uh, yeah, give us a quick introduction uh, to who y'all are and kind of what y'all are up to in the wedding film industry right now. Yeah, go for it, Dax. <laughs> cool. So um, so first of all, you know, thank you thank guys you for so helping much. us. And yeah. uh, so we're, we're Dax and Pao. So uh, we... We uh, started uh, with, with our, you know, with this business full time for like what less than three years and Pau and I you know we, we were in a long distance relationship for a couple of years yeah, and I, I think we started because we really have bad memories mm-hmm. and we will have like a long distance we're in a long distance relationship so for us having like a wedding vi- or a video it's like it, it's a way for us to remember the adventures we did because we only see like once a year mm. you know uh, every two years yeah so I remember um, getting um picking up tax from the airport or maybe just taking to the airport, and after that we're gonna cry and then we're gonna watch the film of the film that we did together. Yeah, all of our adventures. Yeah, adventure. And then we did like because I was in yeah. art school then, so I put some artsy fartsy things into it, and yeah. So it was a really natural progression for us to do like videos because for us it's, you know, it's a living souvenir in a, in a way because you can hear the voices, you mm-hmm. can feel the energy, you can feel anything. Uh, I don't know where we're going through right now, ducks. <laughs> I think yeah. I didn't answer the questions, but yeah. So f- starting from that, um, we 
and from all the backgrounds that we have together, we decided that mm-hmm. okay, why not use all the talents that we have? The, his he is from a musical family, musician family, and I'm from I have art mm. background, so why not use anything to make a a wedding video that is in our style? So that's how we get started, and it actually there's a longer story behind it, but that's the fastest way I can tell. There's always it. a longer story. Yeah. Yep. So that's how we got started. Um, we uh, yeah, that's awesome. go ahead. <laughs> no, I think like whenever you said that you've been up to this for three years, mm-hmm. my mind is literally blown <laughs> because I mean the work that you're putting out is just amazing. It looks like someone you know. I always uh, I don't remember who said this. It was. Um, you know, it was it was one of these these you know big time artists. It was like Michelangelo or somebody like that who said you have to uh, you have to do something for ten thousand hours to become a master of any craft. And like you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and call you a master of this craft. Aww. And you've done it like in like three years. And I think anybody who watches your films, regardless of where they are in their career, they're gonna watch your films and and think that that same thing. And so like. And mind blowing, well done, guys. Thank you yeah, so thank much. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, for sure. So, we we're doing this series specifically on on editing workflows. So, um, but I feel like I have so much to talk to you guys in general about what you are doing in terms of of cinema yeah. and story and all that kind of stuff. But we're on this we're on this topic right now of, of editing workflows. So uh, we'll kind of skip past last uh, well, I guess two weeks ago we talked about some of the backup workflow and stuff. And I thought Rick and Sarah did a great job kind of covering that in a really good way. And maybe you guys have something different. But I'd rather kind of skip ahead to some other things with you guys. So let's skip ahead of kind of the basic stuff where. You know, you've gotten your footage backed up and organized and that kind of thing. And tell me, like, after you've done, after you filmed a wedding, um, do you have something? And I mean, have you have you already done some like pre-editing in your head? Do you know like some general ideas of some things that you want to do, some elements of the story? Like, walking away from a wedding. What are you doing in your mind and in conversation with each other because you're working together? Like, what are y'all doing from the point of having filmed the wedding to taking it into, you know, your editing workflow? Yeah. Um, so before we even film, you know, a couple's wedding, we already know, you know, our, our couple. Like, you know, we already ask them questions, you know, on the meeting. Like, get mm-hmm. to know them as a person, you know, as a couple. Um you know their story and, and and all that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of things before we actually go to the editing suite. Uh-huh. There's a lot. I know you mentioned you want to skip through it, but really the easier way, you know, to figure out the fastest way is to really go back and really learn about the couple first. Uh-huh. Like really care about what they care uh-huh. about because that will dictate what you will shoot on the wedding day. And what kind of footage that you're going to put on the editing suite as well. The footage, even the music. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to getting to know and really caring about the couple and what they care about as well. Yeah, so that's one of our secrets. It's just doing the work before even you know touching the footage, touching everything, yes. mm-hmm. even opening the suite. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. And, you know, just uh, 
just you know just adding mm-hmm. on whatever uh, what she said uh getting to know our couple you know having an idea of what their personalities are their chemistry to each other um it you know it will really help us um like like mm-hmm. approach you know the edit and also uh like identifying you know like we before we edit a wedding we have at least you know a, a, like five keywords we uh like this year we are actually working on our storytelling and we uh you know we saw this uh still motions uh course new storytelling and it helped us big time mm-hmm. so you know uh, yeah, we're not done with it yet yes but, but it's, we picked yeah. a lot the, the things that we can actively or something actionable for us to use yes so. then uh and on you know on mm-hmm. the wedding day you can all only get so much content and like the important things are like the things that happened before the wedding so yeah. so most of the work is already done mm-hmm. before before we start editing Yes. So, mm. so, so wow. that'll give us like stories. Some you're the first person I've heard say, "Yeah, you're the first person I've heard say that." I mean, we've had we've had a lot of conversation about kind of pre-production, but what I hear you saying kind of goes beyond that and saying that you feel like the bulk of your work happens before the wedding yes. itself. And this is why Dax is. So talk to me good. through that then, because <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Actually, I was too you go excited. Ahead. I'm so sorry. I think this is why Dax is actually <laughs> no, he's our lead editor. So this is why he's really fast at editing. He can come up with a like video editing within I don't know two weeks, within the month of their wedding, and even the longer ones. So because of all the work done before. Yes. So we have already we already know the couple. We already know the story, and we have enough content to just edit you know their film, and yeah. you know. And just, you know, the, picking the music, it really depends on their, you know, the feel of their day, their personalities and all that stuff. So, um, so it's a lot easier, you know, doing all of this, like pre-production stuff. So, so. So have you done a lot of, have you, have you done a lot of those things, like chosen the music beforehand and that kind of thing? Or are you waiting? Sometimes uh, I have an, a general idea of what mm-hmm. music to use. You know, um, for example, you know, if we meet a couple and they're all bubbly, they're, they're really upbeat. So I'm going to choose uh you know, music where, you know, uh, it's a beat and, yeah. and you know, uh, work on that edit. And, and uh, you know, uh, before I start, ed- I listen to all the sound bites, you know, really mm-hmm. repeat that and, and tell a story, you know, from the toast, for the, from their vows or rehearsal dinner. Or, you know, if we have, you know, if the couple wanted to do a, like a pre-engagement shoot, you know, we'll do a mm-hmm. couple of interviews or, or something to, you know, to, to tell their story better. So, yeah. so in our mind, from getting mm-hmm. to know the couple again, it's always back to getting to know the couple. So once we know the couple, we have, before the wedding, we have pre-select, a pre-selected song that really fits them, their personality. And then after the wedding, it's just, mm. is it, okay, is this song still working if I do it on the wedding? Sometimes it changes. So, but it's still easier okay. to pick music now. And, so. uh, and also to add to that, so let's just say I'm done with the edit. It's not done because uh, Pau is going to, <laughs> butcher it like um like gonna she's gonna watch the film and see you know, like and critique it so, so we have a lot of rounds together yeah, yeah so <laughs> quality control for sure yeah. so uh, before we put out the film yeah. we want to make sure it's you know it it's top quality and you know we hit all of you know um like mm-hmm. the couple's likes you know uh before the wedding actually um we ask you know the, their top three things to us you know for us to capture we're gonna capture everything but you know having to tell us what those three things that they want to see or the capture in the wedding thing helps us focus more. So, so this, this, uh, eliminates the, the revisions. 
So once once they see their film, they're almost like uh, 99%, 100%, you know, they will love their film. So. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So this is kind of, I think this is taking a really different turn than I expected. And I, I like it. I'm excited about it. So, you know, having, having known the couple as well as you do and having chose the song beforehand, I was actually, <laughs> uh, I was looking at, I, I was looking on Facebook earlier yeah. and, and Garrett who comes on the show, Garrett and Amber, uh, Garrett posted that he's been looking for two, for two days for I this, think. or two days for I this song. Well, I, I think uh, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, not too. two weeks. Two days for this song, and I'm like, oh man, I've I've been there before. Mm-hmm. I feel your pain, Garrett. Um, and so that's like you know, which is obviously like that's a that's a huge piece of it. And you guys have done that beforehand. That's really interesting. And I think I don't know. That's something that I think I need to try out because, like you said, I am getting to know the couple beforehand. Yeah. Um, but also even like you know especially if we're doing like sometimes I get to do a few shoots with them beforehand or something at that point, I've gotten to know them really well. And that just makes a ton of sense to like, even before the wedding starts, you got to, you've got the, you already know who they are. So, you know, in general, like what their wedding is going to be like and the tone that it's yes, going to give yes. off. And boy, that, that would have to speed up the, the editing it really process does. a lot. And, uh, especially if you get, if you end up getting to stick with that song anyways. Yes. So. And it kind of helps too, you yeah, know, if cool. you have a good relationship with your cop, couple on the wedding day, it's a lot easier for, you know, for you to film them. They're really comfortable with you. You don't have mm-hmm. those awkward moments because, you know, they're like, you know, it's pretty much like a couple shooting another couple, you know, for, for our case. But uh, yeah, getting to know our couple is really, uh, really, really important because, you know, we don't. You know, you know, if we get an inquiry, you want to make sure to meet them and, and see if we have a chemistry together. Because we don't, like, the last thing we want to do is just force, you know, yeah. force something. You know, it will show under film. Yeah, if they're so. not inspired with your work and you're not also inspired, inspired. with them, then getting, it's yeah. going to be really hard to yes. do the post-production. Yes, you know, yeah. yeah. So that way, we yeah. really don't take every wedding's our way. Um, we just really select the yeah. ones we really have chemistry Yeah, chemistry with. and, because, so, yeah. you know, if you like the couple, you know, mm-hmm. you get more, you know, you get, you get inspired. You, you mm-hmm. film better. You, the edit will look better. Um, you know, it's just, yep. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about like the sweet. No, and for sure. Yeah. That. I'm thinking of a specific, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking of this like specific wedding that I did, um, so like a month and a half ago, six weeks ago or so. And it was like the complete opposite of that. It was interesting too. Cause I had just done, it was a two, um, it was a two weekend wedding for me. You know, I had done one on Friday and then I was doing another one on Saturday. And the one on Friday, I was like totally inspired the whole time. And their wedding film was like yeah. glorious. And it's like, you know, one of the first films I'm showing off on my website now. And I just loved it. Um, and then Saturday, I get to this wedding and I was just completely uninspired what? by what was going on okay. and by their relationship. And it's just like, you know, this is a drag the whole time. And then it made the editing process mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? And like, I have no idea what this even what if there is a story here at all, you know, so I feel I feel what you're saying there. And I love the idea of really, you know, in in your marketing, in the way that you, uh, you know, compose yourself and the way you hold your sales meetings and all of that to really be going after your ideal client. Uh, I think that's that's really helpful. So but. It's kind of off topic, so yeah. we'll go back to, <laughs> we'll go back to, to the I tend to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I tend to do that, so uh, my listeners know that 
uh, I can get on tangents <laughs> from time to time. So apologies all around. Anyways, so, okay, so it sounds like, Dax, you're doing most of the, the editing then or power, which is, are you, do you have a role in that besides the quality control? Yeah, I also. Making sure he's doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> he mostly the do boss. a lot of the editing, but mm-hmm. I'm just putting all the finishing touches. And then okay, yeah. yeah. So for you know when I edit, I, I actually use Adobe uh, Premiere CS6, not the CC, the old mm-hmm. school, one. old school one. Because mm-hmm. you know for me, okay, uh, it's it's you know I just try to keep it simple, just focus on the story and uh, and just the natural flow of you know of of the film. So I don't use a lot of like you know like the fast zooming in, zooming out. Like I think that's the, the trend right now. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you will notice on our edit, it's really uh, dialogue driven, and um, on the edit, I will pick right. the the best audio sound bites. Then you know that tells this the, you know the story, and uh, I really like how you know we uh, we do a build up from you know like you know it, okay for before I start editing, um, I on the very first like five or ten seconds, I want to start strong, start strong and end strong. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you start strong, you get, you know, the, your audience attention. Yeah. Not we like, have, if, yeah. Everyone has like a shorter attention. Yeah. Yes. So you need to start. Str- yes. Yeah, have yeah. a hook. Hook it right away. So you got to hook them up. Then, then in the middle, you know, just put something good that will not really bore them. Then at the end, you know, the climax, you know, just hmm. like throw all of your best shots in there. You know, um, for us, the climax is the bride walk. We actually, yeah. so having a team of three people really helps. Um, we have a team of three. So that's Pao, uh, me, and Roman, our Roman. third shooter. So we have like designations on the day that, you know, each one focuses on. Like, for example, Pao, she's focusing on your action. I, I, I do the glide cam work. Um, then Roman just documents everything, like, you know, the, like the main cam, we call it. Um, so anyways, going back to the mm-hmm. edit. Um, <laughs> We're so ADD. So, yeah, I'm ADD. <laughs> uh, so we try to select. I try to select hey, the, the best sound bites and place it on like on the music. And um, I actually, uh, I actually put like a, a visual break here and there because it. If you put a lot of speaking, you know, it gets boring. So more of the same thing. Yes, over and over again. So let's just say you know I'll start with you know with with a with a toast you know telling mm-hmm. about the couple's story then. I uh, will put something in between, you know, like a a ring shot or something like a, an eye candy. Something interesting. So it, you know, it it's a good visual break, so people can be like, "Oh wow, this looks good." It sustains good. their attention. Mm-hmm. So. Then, uh, then, then that's the advantage of having three shooters as well, because you know, like the other two people can focus on filming candidates, like the story, and one guy is like doing all this, you know, whatever, like eye candy shots or detail shots, and he can also. Uh, help, uh, you know, if something happens, you know, I can help, for example, me, I can help Pao if she needs candidates or, you know, the, yeah. br- the bride's putting on her dress or Roman, you know, anything, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for the edit, I really just keep it simple. Just use cross dissolves, fade to blacks, and just focus more on the story. Yeah, it's really minimalistic music. when it comes to editing. Yeah, I actually just use two shortcuts, like the V, the arrow, and the yeah. C, cut, that's it. Yeah, because so, we have this philosophy yeah. that you will know the ins and outs of everything. But if mm-hmm. you can't really have like an end product that your client doesn't connect with or something that your client doesn't care about, then what's the point? So 
So we just really right. focus on what is really important when it comes to like a software, or what is also what's important in mm. when we we're p- picking like footage for the edit. Yeah. So. So. Well, I, th- I think that's really good because one of the things that we have talked about many times on the show is it's really important to make sure that your work doesn't show its age over time, right? And if if you're always doing these, you know, Zoom transitions or whatever the latest thing is, you know, it's probably going to go out of style. And I'm not saying like, you know, don't hear me saying don't try anything mm-hmm. new. Don't yeah. try some, you know, fun, exciting new tools that are out there. I'm not saying that. But I would say like don't overuse those things, um, particularly to the point where it's just like that's mm-hmm. all you're doing and your film is kind of defined by that or like that's your signature marker or something mm-hmm. because you're going to have to keep constantly reinventing yourself if that's yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, it's tiring. And so, yes. you know. And uh, I remember, sure. I, I don't know if it's two years ago or a year ago when we were starting, We I was so into like the cool, cool stuff. Like, oh, let's do this, you know, whatever. The shiny object this, syndrome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, as, as time goes by, you know, we, you know, we started thinking about what really matters, you know, which is like the story. And we're like really focusing on, you know, on that this year. Um, I mean, not, you know, getting like eye candy shots is not bad. I mean, it's just a matter of like, like uh, a balance, you know, yeah. of like things. And so. again, it really depends on your ideal clients. So mm-hmm. we have different ideal clients for mm-hmm. us. For sure. Sh- the, our ideal art clients or couples are the one that really wants to have a wedding film that they still want to watch like 10 years in, that they're not going to be super ashamed for their kids to see, oh, look at, um, this is our mu- our video. And then, oh my, my goodness, mom, why is that music so blah or something like that? So this, that dictates on how mm. we're picking how we're going to pick your transition, how we're going to fit in music, how we're going to pick, how we're going to transition, you know, other things like that. So timeless. For other sure. things, maybe the zoom in, zoom out is really something that the mm-hmm. other ideal clients or other studios ideal clients want. So you know, that's how we are. That's our ideal client. So no more shiny awesome. object cool. syndrome though. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll call that, uh, what do we call that? SOS, yes. right? Yes. object syndrome. I have SOS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so one of the things I was hearing kind of early on in your workflow there was that you are, you're really looking for the best audio elements of the day and then you're kind of, what do you do with it at that point? You've got, you know, so so for people who haven't seen your films, we'll start out with this question. How long is kind of the average wedding film for uh, you? It's four to six minutes uh, for okay. a highlight film. So, so four to six minutes, you've taken, you know, the best audio moments and maybe you have a lot more than that, mm-hmm. um, probably. You, you definitely have a lot yes. more than mm-hmm. that of yes. audio moments, period. But then you've kind of narrowed it down. What are you doing to narrow it down from, let's say, you know, sometimes 40 minutes plus of audio, um, you know, a lot of times even more than that, especially if you had like a Catholic mass yes. or something. So if you take it from from this full, you know, hour plus of audio footage. What's your process of paring that down? Have you done anything in advance to help pare that down? Or, you know, are you doing that all in the editing suite? And how does that work for you to take it from, 
that massive chunk of audio that you have down to four to yes. six minutes. So uh, just going back to like the five keywords that you know we were talking about, you know, from the Muse storytelling storytelling course. I'm sorry. Uh, if you figured those five keywords, for example, um, you know, uh, for you know, for this certain couple, uh, our five keywords is you know relationship, you know, with the family, uh, adventure, um, faith, you know, they're you know they're really religious or spiritual. Yes, yeah, spir- yeah. yeah, spiritual. So based on those keywords, I will pick pick the the best sound bites and. Yeah. Uh, and even at the wedding, mm. we're gonna listen at a toast. Even at ceremony, uh-huh. we're looking for it right away. And then sometimes if Dax forgets, I will just remind. Oh, remember the time you told us so it connects to the keyword that we have. Yes. So. And uh, yeah. and and sometimes also we, we try to ask for their vows beforehand, because you know you will get some insights, you know from you know from their vows. For example, uh, like you know maybe they'll tell their story. Something that they didn't tell us on, you know, when we met them, and uh, some, some other things too. Like for example, uh, on on the bride's vow, you know, I like how you you kiss my forehead just because, you know. So on the portage session, I'm gonna, you know, I have like an idea. Oh, you know, or even at the editing when you're using for the editing. Yes. So yeah. you know, I will ask, you know, like the the groom to kiss her on the forehead. Now, once you use that soundbite, you have a like a good overlay, like a B roll of, you know, mm-hmm. so it supports the the audio now so it just you know it just makes the the film stronger mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. flows smoothly yeah um there's other things but um those you know figure out those five keywords for your couple you know that's like my basis on how You're i really approach it paying attention on mm-hmm. the wedding day too mm-hmm. it really helps a lot and uh, yeah especially on the candids because you know you can get some good sound bites you know from the bride preps and the groom, groom preps so uh, every time, you know, we shoot a wedding, we approach the day as, you know, hey, you know, you guys need to be like aware of your surroundings, you know, uh, just uh, uh, oh, for the shooters. Yeah, for the shooters. So just be aware of your, your surroundings and see if there's anything going on, you know, any story or anything, anything you can capture that will add to their wedding film, like on the edit. Um, so we try to film candidly. Mm-hmm. The only time we uh, we post our couples is just after the ceremony. You know, with the photographer, but for the most part, we we try to be like ninjas, like hidden on the day. So um, <laughs> yeah, just look for important. those things. Yeah. We don't want to manufacture a lot of the moments that they had there, so just let them live their day because it's easier when mm-hmm. you're editing. If it's everything's natural, everyone's natural. Picking the footage again, going back, so picking the footage is easier, faster. Yes. And uh, just going back again with the five keywords. Once you know those keywords. You know what to capture on the day. You have an idea, not just like shooting everything. That mm. doesn't matter. So, so right then and there, you can shoot mm. your editing while you're shooting, right? So, uh, so while you're we're shooting, we're already you're editing, editing in on our heads. heads. So, so, so that helps big time. So it saves yeah, uh, for sure hours from the the post production and all that stuff. So, yeah, easier workflow. So. Yeah, for sure. No, and I love that, particularly in thinking about and really kind of one of the tricky things I think about shooting is really remaining present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for y'all's style, you have to be excellent at that. So one of the things I hear you saying is, you know, you're listening listening for those audio moments that can be reflected mm-hmm. somehow visually. So you brought up the idea of, you know, if uh, she wrote in a letter or something that, 
she loves the way that you kiss or I love the way you kiss my forehead, well, then, you know, you're going to try to recreate that moment visually. So that takes a ton of, in the midst of all the chaos that sometimes comes with weddings and the stress and all that, to really make sure that you're present and you're listening for those moments and you're trying to be kind of paying attention to those things and then taking mental note so that you can remember that. Are you doing it? Are you just kind of remembering that in your head and you're like making note of, okay, when we get to the portrait portrait session, I want to make sure that this happens. Is that kind of your process there and, and editing on the go on the day? And and, and also uh, our team really communicate with each other. I think we have good chemistry and, you know, um, Powell say something, mm-hmm. hey, you know, uh, the bride, you know, likes this or this is really something important to her. So make sure you capture it, you know, on the day. And, you know, my, and, and Roman too as well, like our, our, other, our other teammate. So it's it's just, it's a team effort for sure. Yeah. So. Well, it's easier to remember things like yeah. that. If you really care about the couple, it's really easy. Because if you have mm-hmm. to force yourself again. Okay, and then you're into the zone, in the zone, and you're just filming everything. You're just gonna forget what they really want. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry. We keep going back, like the work beforehand, the edit, or something like yes, that. But so. it really boils no, down it's, to. It, but for y'all, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it really boils boils down to really caring about the couple. So mm-hmm. when you really care about the couple, you will like find reason. You will. It will be easier for you to edit in your mind. It will be easier for you to select the music that you want or the couple that we want. It's easier mm-hmm. for you to remember. Okay, I need to remember that the cup, the bride told something about this. Okay. And then when you're going to edit, you're going to remember that too. So. I wanted to take a quick break here in the middle of the show to tell you about a new way that I'm saving thousands of dollars a year on music licensing. First of all, if you're new to making wedding films, You should know that you can't just pay 99 cents to iTunes and use that in your videos online. It's against the law. And you could face a heavy fine or even jail time. Yikes. So, until now, you've had to pay somewhere between $10 to $50 per song on average to get good music for your wedding films legally. And then, if you want to use that same song in a different video, you have to pony up the cash again. For some of you, this means paying well north of $5,000 a year in music licensing fees. So, what if you could get unlimited, amazing licensed music for your wedding films for only $135 a year? This is amazing! I used to spend that much just on one video. If you want to learn more, go to soundstripe.com or click the link on our website. And now, Soundstripe is offering 10% off to our listeners with the code WFA10. So again, go to soundstripe.com and use WFA10 to get 10% off of your full year of fantastic licensed music for your videos today. Not only that, but when you use code WFA10 at checkout, your purchase helps support the Wedding Film Academy to keep bringing you amazing free content to help you make better wedding films and run a more successful business. So... You walk away from you walk away from the wedding and you've done some of these things throughout the day. We're just gonna go back to the example that you use of you've got the audio moment of I love it when you kiss me on the forehead, and then you captured that visually during the portrait session. Now it's I don't know how long how much 
you know, time has passed since you start the edit. Have you made a note of that or are you just hoping you remember it or what does that look like? Uh, I will make notes, uh, yeah, we, simple notes, simple notes, but for, you know, for us this year, our goal is to do fast turnarounds. And so far we've been finishing the highlights within two to four days. So it's really fresh on my two mind. Two to four days? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's fresh. It's wow. really fresh. So, uh, that's... Holy cow. So almost, I mean, we're shooting a wedding every weekend, uh, but it's just better that way, you know, because if you finish a wedding and it's still fresh on your mind and I'm the one editing and I know what we, you know, the shots we got that day, you know, for that certain wedding. So, um, so it's a lot easier to edit that way and, uh. And, and, and it's we, faster it's, because it's fresh. Every detail, the the speech, you can still remember their vows. Mm-hmm. So remember how you know. Yeah. How, how they felt. And, well, there is yeah. now. There's now a new gold standard. All of you have to live up to two to four days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Then so. you know. I, so sometimes you know when you know it's you know when we when I listen to the to the toast, because um, sometimes it's long. I'll I'll try mm-hmm. to uh, sure. export an MP3 file and while I'm washing the dishes and listen, yeah. I'm listening to like the toast and like listening to like yeah, okay. everything. So um, yeah. you know something. So, so guys, if you're out there doing the dishes and you're listening to my podcast, turn it <laughs> off and go listen to the toast from the wedding that you just shot. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, even when you're driving, I'm driving, or you know, yeah. sometimes when we're doing, on a long drive going yeah, back. Yeah, usually like film yeah. weddings in LA, and so it's yeah. like eight so hours, eight, like seven eight, to eight hours, yeah. and I just feel it's a waste drive. not doing anything. Yeah. So I will like get all the sound bites mm-hmm. and uh, rec- uh, like put it on my iPhone and just listen to it while we're driving back. You know, mm-hmm. it's just saves time and it's still fresh. And by the time I go to the editing suite, I know what exactly to use now. What so yeah. so before uh so i pick all the sound bites then like the spaces and the gaps in between i'll put them mm-hmm. put some some you know visual breaks or uh put the couple's uh requests or or something that you know that makes sense on the edit not just random stuff so every time we yeah i do the edit it's always it's there's a what do you call that like every frame should have a meaning into it <laughs> there you it go to be really Mm-hmm. Not really just randomly. Oh, just because it looks good. Okay, let's put it there. Mm-hmm. You know, so, mm. so, so we yeah we try to pack our four to six minutes. Um, really meaty, not like just really because meaty. oh we just want to lengthen it and you know yeah. just put random stuff. So yeah, as meaningful as possible mm-hmm. for the highlights. Yeah, I love that because I I'm more like in like the seven to ten minute range. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I tell my clients that, and so sometimes I feel like I'm like putting stuff in there that I, you know, if I was going four to six minutes, I definitely wouldn't want that clip in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of have to have like some filler piece. Yes, so I love fillers. the idea of like freeing up, taking off that sort of burden from yourself. And it's not that, you know, sometimes you may still make a 10 minute film, mm-hmm. but by you know telling them four plus minutes Mm -hmm. you know four to six or whatever the number is you have a lot more freedom to really just use the best of the best that you have so Mm -hmm. i love that i love that approach yeah yeah so is uh is a four to six minute film is this generally uh is it a one song 
deal? Is it two songs? How do, how do you kind of do that? Uh, most of the time, it's two songs. Uh, but sometimes it can be one, one song. Because you know, it's sometimes it's just it's five minutes long. Um, yeah. So and it also depends about the content. Mm-hmm. If there's enough content to really tell the story, mm-hmm. because we're not gonna try sure. like for instance um, for something try so. to spread it out or like stretch it and then put some other things in it just to stretch the okay because we just want to have like five minutes but if the story is not really told in a good way that it's like it's it does not flow Mm -hmm. then you know you really have to make a decision to pare it down to what really the essence of it yes and sometimes you know on weddings it's hard, you know. It's 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 a hit or, or miss, you know. During yeah, the toast, let's you just can't say. Can't really predict, you know. Sometimes somebody can give a, a really good toast, and yeah. the other weddings it's an but, okay toast. Mm. And you know, before you know, when we meet the client, we ask to like because we were looking for content. So, are you guys saying your vows, or are you guys doing anything in the morning? You know, mm-hmm. something that's important to them. I mean, we we film for at least ten hours, but if we feel like, you know, like whatever they're doing in the morning or the day before, or uh, if it's something re- uh, related to like their story, you know, we'll film it, you know, um, mm-hmm. at uh, at no charge. And also, you know, the day before, if mm. we're like on a destination wedding and we're already there, might as well get it. You know, it's it's for our couple. Mm. So we'll just go the extra mile and capture, you know, that. And I mean, it adds to their story. So we have, you know, we have, you know, the more content, the better. Pretty yeah, much. we actually actively seek all the content as much as we can because if you're just relying on this one specific wedding day um and then let's say they only have like a basic toast oh uh for those who don't know me and then blah 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 congratulations what if the toasts are like that all the toasts right so what are you gonna do how are you gonna tell a story about the couple yes so right it's really tough so yep yeah We've all had those toasts before. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, unavoidable. And, yeah, like I think it's a nerve. to you. Yeah, congratulations. But yeah. it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. I think it's the nerves or I don't know. They got mental blocks. So. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Okay, so you've laid down your audio. Like, mm-hmm. tell me about, talk to me about like your the timeline on Premiere for you. So you've, you've laid down... Do you lay down the audio first and then you're going back and putting footage over that? Or kind of what does that look like as you're actually building your timeline? Okay, so on the timeline on Premiere, so I have all the sound bites picked up, like the best ones. Then I have this music and uh, let's just say I'm going to start with a, a sound bite of like uh, a guy, you know, like a speaker telling something about, you know, introducing the bride and groom. So on the music, because sometimes it's not going to fit, you know, like there's an intro and there's like, like to say, there's the lyrics. So what I'll do is, uh, like on the musical part, I will lay down the, the sound bite. And if the sound bite exceeds, you know, that, 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 that musical piece, I will just loop it a little bit. Then, and I will time it where the speech ends. And I will um, like go to the lyrical like part of the song, so it's just a nice, uh, right. nice transition. So it's not. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I like doing, you know. Just uh, it, those that yeah, having, I just mentioned. Having the speaker speak over the lyrics is 
sometimes really distracting. Yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah. so that's like one of uh, like the challenges that I uh, ex- uh, ex- uh, like I encounter when I'm editing, and also like the tra- transition between two songs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Sometimes you know I will use a, a toast to transition from like the first song to the second song. It really depends on, or it can be a ring shot, uh, like something that makes sense. That's like one of the toughest. Well, it's really nice to have like an audio piece to transition from one song to the next mm-hmm. because sometimes it just, that's the only way it flows right. And you're sort of, mm-hmm. your mind is distracted by the audio. A good thing, like it's distracted by the story that's going on. And so you can, it can sort of hide that transition from one song to the next really nicely, I think. Yes. Yeah. And, and also the song, it really depends on what kind of shots you got to, if it's epic, you know, if it's really mm-hmm. good visuals, you can select a, uh, uh, like a more epic song. Cause I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you guys know music bed, you know, um, this is how, you know, we pick the song to, let's just say we have a, actually, uh, two weeks ago we had a couple, we did a post wedding shoot and we went to like this awesome place, like on a, like on a cliff, we hiked 15, 20 minutes. It's such an awesome place. And uh, and I was listening to this artist, uh, Jordan Kritz, uh, you know, from Music Bed. And all of his music is just amazing. It has this airy feel, like epic, mm-hmm. like build up. So mm-hmm. it kind of matches the, vis- yeah. the visuals too. Mm-hmm. So and, and matches, matches the couple. Matches the couple. They're so awesome. So just going back again, I was talking about like you can start strong. So I will put a soundbite in there, um, but but not and and show like the post wedding shoot that we did. So right then and there, you're like starting strong, and there's a story happening. Mm. Well, you know, you're showing all yeah. this vis- this visuals, good visuals. Um, then that's it, and you just pick like the best audio soundbite that makes sense that will lead to the the other, and you can do the time shifting that that will you know make sense for the edit. Mm-hmm. So. So talk to me about, talk to me about time shifting. I have one of the things that we, we have actually, we've talked a little bit about time shifting on the storytelling series that we did. Mm-hmm. And I had really different opinions from different people about time shifting mm-hmm. uh, from like, you know, we do that all the time. That's, you know, it's, it's kind of a constant back and forth to straight. Everything is linear. Um, I kind of lean more towards that everything is linear mm-hmm. for me, but that's just kind of my style. Again, obviously, yeah. like mm-hmm. I've called you guys masters of this craft and you're doing something completely different than I am in the way that y'all time shift. Mm-hmm. So uh, for someone like me who my mind just kind of works in a more linear mm-hmm. way when it comes to the edit, talk to me through your decision-making process in the time shift. Because one thing that I see with a lot of people, and I don't – uh, with with your films, I feel like it it make the time shifts make a lot of sense to me, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm honestly I'm not sure why they do because I see a lot of people who are doing time shifting, and I'm just sort of lost. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, what are we doing here? What? Why did you move from you know the first dance to her putting the dress on? I'm just confused mm-hmm. by that visually, yeah. and time shifting can be a confusing thing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if it's not done right, it can be very confusing to the viewer. So talk to me about what are the decisions that, uh, what's kind of your decision process for like, I'm going to move from this, you know, this part of the day to this part of the day that was, you know, backwards or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Talk to me through like how and why you're making those decisions. 
Yeah. Actually, the mindset that we have when we're doing like the short film is how are we going to keep the attention of someone? Uh, for us, because we have a different style. I, I understand your part about the linear one. But for us, the predictability is one of the costs of like if you can predict what's going to happen next, then you're going to, oh, yeah. okay, I'm bored. I'm bored. Okay, what's next? Okay, this is mm-hmm. going to happen. And then the, the, the viewer is not going to be as, you know, engaged to the story because okay oh next is going to be like this and then okay that's it and then it's done that's for us so so sure you could probably do like a linear thing and still be compelling but for us we really feel like if you really want to keep like attention is you have to start strong and strong start strong and strong and how are you going to do that if you're going to have something like really predictable Mm. and really straightforward like that yes so and yeah, that's our mindset. And just adding on 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 what she's yeah. saying, it really depends on the sound bites. Yes, the sound bites that's, too. That's the main thing because mm-hmm. uh, if I find something that's you know like a good story during the mm-hmm. vows, I'll use the vows. Or if it's uh, if it happened on the speeches, I'll use that. Or if yeah. it happened on the, during the rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. like you know an intro to you know yeah just to tell their couple story. So it's it it, it really depends. That. Yeah, so. because if, for instance, the, your soundbite is, oh, um, mm, this is the, I don't know, give me an example. Like, what if your audio or n- narrator of the, the video is, oh, she helped me a lot, she did a great job. But then you're like, if you're following the linear, and that point of the story, you're having the groom, and the, the narrator is talking about the bride, then it doesn't make any sense. So you have to shift things around. Mm-hmm. so yeah sure and and just to add again um on this on our l- l- latest edit we haven't really posted it online the the bride was talking about how you know how her groom you know loves her and her uh daughter you know and all this really good soundbite yeah then i'm just you know like blessed to have him then after that i will show like the groom you know, some yeah. quick beauty shot. Uh, not really beauty mm-hmm. shot, but GQ shots of like him just walking, not really too posed. Yeah. So, you know, sure. that's where the time shifting mm-hmm. gets in handy. Yeah. Then, so once you show that, you can show the bride, you know, you, you need to introduce your characters. Yes. Slowly. Then after <laughs> that, so you have a good visual break, mm-hmm. then you can add another no, sound story. bite right there that will connect to whatever she's to saying. What the story or, from. For. Yes. Or, you know, Sorry. what you can. Use that soundbite to transition into a, you know, to the other, like, like part of the day or, like, their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's how yeah. we go about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it really depends. Yeah. It boils down to, yeah. That's just our style, mm-hmm. so. Awesome. Very cool. Well, y'all's style is fantastic, so. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> no gripes about that. Okay, so talk to me now because we're we're coming we're at forty five minutes ish now. So um, talk to me about your your color grading. Again, this is part of when I said that y'all have this specific look. The color grade is definitely a part of that that identifies this as y'all's work. So yeah, tell me about um, kind of your motivation behind what you're doing as you're color grading your film. Sorry, I think the the lane got chopped or something. Sorry about that. But we, we heard so your I question. So I think, yeah, the color grading. So when we go about color grading, we want, we actually have this idea that we want to bring the Lake Tahoe colors into everything. I think it's 
when mm. we when he customized the preset, he he did our own his own uh, preset for that one. We were thinking, okay, what does Lake Tahoe means to us? Lake Tahoe is a mm. means to for us, you know, it's a laid back kind of. There's a freedom, free feeling to Lake Tahoe. That's what Lake Tahoe um, uh, means to us. And we want to bring that meaning into all of our films. So this is why our colors are probably a bit green, a bit blue, and still, you know, bright as well. Not too dark, really bright. Because that's what the same feeling that we want the viewer to feel. Like, okay, I'm... even if we're filming a wedding in, say, San Francisco, maybe... The wedding is inside a church. So we still want to feel a bit of like, you know, a bit of our style, a bit of what we want the couple to feel into their film. So in a way, it's such like, hey, I just want you to feel this way, something like that for a couple. Yeah. So. yeah. And uh, I use uh, Magic Bullet yeah. Film. And then I used the, to use a uh, Film Convert. It's really slow. I'm right? still, uh, actually, uh, that's one of uh, the things that we're working on this year is, you know, mm. our color grading. Yeah, it's, improve it, tweak it more. Yeah, then yeah. just... It it also helps once you you know when you film something and it's mm-hmm. like in the correct exposure it's a lot easier to grade yeah so sure. and yeah working on it with our exposure is like one of the, like the things mm-hmm. that we're working on this year so yeah. so everything is like a working progress we don't want to stop mm-hmm. in this one thing maybe so. we won't, once we know about that the color grading then you know. mm-hmm. because if you let's go back to what I said earlier if you know everything about color grading but again your story's flat like your other foundational thing is flat, then it doesn't matter, you know, it's just a pretty yeah. thing and then it's not yeah. it's not as meaningful. Yes. So mm. we're like the type we're not <laughs> into technical stuff. We, yeah. we just focus on what matters. So which is the for story us, for and what uh, matters for us and their couple. So mm. so very minimal thing as much as we can. Just focus on the meat. The meat. The story. It's always a story. So mm. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. So, uh, like I said, we are kind of closing in on our time here. Is there anything else that you would really want our listeners to take away in terms of like, you know, what's, what's something important that I missed here about what you're doing to make your films unique? Well, for us, if there's something that another videographer, fellow videographer colleague that we will learn, hopefully from us is, know the purpose of why you're doing the wedding films in the first place, you know? And everything will become... I know it's kind of like probably BS for some, but this is how we were able to take like we're rock bottom and super broke and then we got into like where we are now. We're not super rich right now, but we paid off like a debt in one year. Yeah, like we planned uh, for three years. It's because we have purpose. Yes. No. Now, yes. um, if you're just, just starting wedding video just because, okay, it's just fun and something like that. And then... It's going to be harder for you to edit. It's going to be harder for you to film because your purpose is not there. You're not excited. You're not inspired. So that that's it. That's probably just a purpose. So focus on that one thing and also care about the couples. Make sure that the one you're working with is someone who's inspired by you and also you're inspired by. The chemistry really plays a lot. It's an invisible thing that actually is the strongest thing that you can do for your business. Look for the couples that you really connect with and they connect with you and everything else will be easier. Like yeah. you said, everything, the work, the pre-production that we, do, that we did, before we even sit down and do and look at the footage, we know exactly what to, you know, to create. Everything is easier from the end. So. Yes. 
Awesome. Yeah, when you know when we were we started out almost two or three years ago, yeah. you can't really choose your your couples because you know you you are starting out, yeah, so you're gonna book really desperate. Sure. Yeah, you're gonna. You're... But we still tried our best, even though we know that we're gonna have like smaller couples because we know that if we're going to work with someone that we're not really into, mm-hmm. and we know that someone is like, oh yeah, I will do, a videographer will do, then we're gonna burn out and we're not gonna get um get paid mm-hmm. less and like. Yeah. Uh, and okay. there's the uh, the risk of getting a negative review. Negative review. Um, so it's just you know a, a pain in the butt, and, and you're just just gonna get stressed out. Yeah. For so, yeah. When we started, it was really tough times because, uh, you know, I got laid off at my work. I was working at Walmart, then I work at this uh like at this corporate company. You know, filming corporate. Uh, yeah, I was doing corporate video. Then you know we just we got married, and I had like. Maxed out credit card debt, and I had this card that I still need to pay for five to six years. This is what when we started out, so it was really rock bottom. And Paul just got here in America, and we only I had no money in the bank, and we only had one booking the next year, which you know we don't really like. You know, it, it's not like the package was not that high because you know we were starting out, um, sure. and there came a point where, you know, Pa was, like, really stressed out. She was crying every night. Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Things. Then, um... Really rock bottom. And, you know, it's it's really hard for me to ask. You know, I ask her, hey, you got, you might need to find a, a job to, Not you know, job. pay the bill bills. And uh, that was really tough for me to ask, you know, of her. But, uh, and she said, you know, hey, uh, just give me one month. Let me just figure out this business. Let me do my research. And I'll, I'm going to give it my all. And if it doesn't work... I'll look for a part-time job, you know, cashier here or, you know, do whatever work. But um, luckily, you know, we, uh, she, she did all the research and suddenly, suddenly things started clicking. Then our goal to like the next year was to book 12 clients. We booked 24 and three of them are like destination weddings, uh, awesome. Philippines, Vegas, and uh, Rome. Those are like portfolio pieces. Wow. And uh, yeah. then, then, you know, on that year, we just took care of our couples Instead of like spending all of our money to like marketing, I don't know how you guys you know use your money, but um, what we focus on are couple like it's all really the that, couples. Yeah, that's our like marketing money is just taking care of our couples, like g- gifting them, and yeah. Yeah, just really taking care of them, really getting to know them. So I think that's the longest answer probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the, the takeaway from that. us is just really having a purpose because it really dictates on how you're gonna edit. How are you gonna choose like which transition you're gonna use again? Mm-hmm. You know how it how you're gonna do the color grading. How are you going to pick them yeah. everything? Mm-hmm. So it's really is this one simple thing. So yeah, awesome. Then, yeah, uh, and on, awesome. yeah on the That's same cute. year too, we paid off our all of our credit debt and car. So we just That's hustled, awesome, dude. So way uh, to go! Congratulations. Yeah, That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love stories like that because I think that is probably where so many of us are coming from. You know, when I made the decision to, you know, go full time with this, it was like, all right, we moved to a new city so that because I felt like I was in the small market that wasn't going to support what I wanted to do. So we moved to a new city and it's just like, all right, let's just, you know, mm-hmm. hustle my rear off here and make this happen. Um, yes. So I, I love hearing hearing these stories like that because this is 
while it is a career that requires a unbelievable amount of time and work and energy, um, you know, you can be uh, really set free in a lot of ways. And you guys have been set free from, uh, you know, from debt and free to do the kind of work that you love to do and get to travel um, to these great, beautiful places to film these weddings. And, uh, you know, three years ago when, you know, you're crying every night wondering if how this is going to work and if I'm going to have to quit another job, mm-hmm. it's probably hard to imagine yourself here three years later, I bet. Yes, because, you know, we were really desperate but, by then. And it, it just, you know, like just the fear of uh, yeah. it just... Yeah. Yeah, I really have to thank the clients that or the couples that really take a took a chance with us. Mm-hmm. So without them, we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, I really appreciate the vulnerability of you guys sharing that story because I think that's really helpful and will be encouraging to a lot of our listeners who are maybe in that spot that you were in three years ago. Um, that if you know if you put your your heart into it and you believe in what you do, and you serve your couples, then, you know, you too can accomplish some really great things and get yourself out of that hole. So that's awesome. Well, we're going to move from this glorious idea of setting ourselves free into Mm -hmm. talking about stuff. The drama. So this is a time where we do a pick of the week. So, uh, do you have something that's somehow related to making better wedding films that you can share with our clients? Um, not necessarily something for a wedding films, like directly. Um, okay. Because, like I said, we're really minimalist when it comes to like our stuff, like our products and sure. how we use. But what I my pick of the week is actually Dubsado. It's a customer service um, software, CRM. It's probably like ShootQ and Tave. I, you probably used some of those before. What's it called? It, what? uh, Dubsado. It's a new company, Dubsado. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, we use 17 hats, which is probably similar. Yeah. So it indirectly helps you with like, the business because you're going to have like a, a consistent workflow for your clients. You can take care of it. How are you going to track? Absolutely. You know, how are you going to track? You know, the notes that you have for the clients, especially if you have, you're working with 40 weddings yep. a year. So how are you yep. going to remember? So sometimes we put like everything we know about the couple there and then um, it also tracks where they are in the workflow. So it really helps. I'm still working on it. I'm still setting it up completely, but it's already powerful and the customer service is really amazing. So I yeah. really recommend them. Absolutely. No, I can't. I can't agree with that more. And like, we haven't used that company. We use seventeen hats. But mm-hmm. if you, if you're not using some type of client management software, boy, you're doing way t- way too much work that you don't mm-hmm. have to be doing, and you're way less organized than yes. you could be, for sure. I mean, you know, I was running things on Excel and mm-hmm. Google Docs and QuickBooks, and it's just kind of all over the place before yeah. I started with 17 Hats. And yeah. having client management software is just invaluable. Mm-hmm. You know, it does the work of hiring, uh, you know, a full-time assistant mm-hmm. or maybe a yeah. couple of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah. Awesome. And here's another, you know, the, like the secret of like how we're doing so good is just you know because of Pow, she does everything. She's wearing like ten hats. She does the marketing. Seventeen hats. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, she she does the marketing, yeah. the re- market research. Uh, she can. She's a good shooter. 
you know, um, and and it, like things that I don't even know, she she's doing it. So that frees frees me up for yeah. you know just being creative and just uh, just uh, honing my skills and just getting better. Because um, yeah. if you're bogged down with all the admin stuff, the business stuff, then your creative creativity will suffer as well. Yes. Yeah, so. so. Hmm. So that really. So aren't you glad she didn't take that part-time job? No. <laughs> so aren't you glad she didn't take that part-time job? Right? <laughs> I know, right? Sometimes you yeah. know because when you got from, you would go back home. You're just relaxing, but I don't know. Sometimes yeah. it's twenty-four-seven yeah. for me. Yeah. But yeah, she still Sato is helping a lot yeah. now. She still works almost like all day, but you know. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just you know uh, like nice to you know just pursue pursuing your your like your your own like dreams and your your goals. Yeah. Um, but you can't really fulfilling. do it by yourself. Yeah. You know? So, well, your pick of the week is way better than mine. Yeah, it's yours. Um, my pick of the week is this. What is that? <laughs> if you're watching the video, you see this. So this is a double A battery pack store. It's called Power Packs. P A X. It's it it glows in the dark. <laughs> and it holds uh holds 12 AA batteries in it and you can just slide them in and out um but the cool thing about it is one is it keeps it super organized so i have like a whole bunch of these because i've got a lot of equipment that takes double a's whether it's my recorders or you know mic packs yeah. or whatever else um but you can put them in one way if they're fully charged and if they need to be charged again you flip them in the other way like where the positive end is sticking out or mm. vice versa and then you know those are dead batteries so rather than having a pile That's of awesome. batteries in your bag mm. and not showing not being sure what's what yeah you have it really organized and you know what's what what's organized uh, what's fully charged and what's not yes. so you can always have fresh batteries and know you know exactly how many of your batteries are fresh or not. So yeah, and I love it's glow uh, in the dark. A too. very important yes. part, <laughs> and it glows in the dark. Yeah. So like when you're in the dark reception really hall, dark and it's reception. down in your suitcase. I know you can find it <laughs> instead of using yeah, your iPhone's cool. uh, like I will flashlight, yeah. ruining the light yep. and stuff. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good you are if you don't have batteries. <laughs> That's you true. Can't you can't film. film anything. So, <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's a good so one it's kind that's of essential one. that's a good yeah. one I might, too. I might need to get that so power packs yeah. <laughs> yeah i think they're you know i think they're like five bucks or something uh, wow and they're they're very worthwhile so if you use a bunch of double a batteries they probably make them for other sizes but mm-hmm. most of what you're using is probably double a maybe triple a but yeah. um, they make them in different sizes so highly recommend the power packs cool Especially the ones in glow and dark. They make yes. them different colors. Glow in the dark. The glow in the Very dark. important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Cool. laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. Well, tell us if our listeners want to go watch some of your films and see more about what you're up to, where should they go to check out, again, check out your films, but also just kind of check out what you guys are up to. Okay. I'm going to be like a bad business owner right now, but right now we're working on our website and we're also mm-hmm. doing a lot of rebranding. So for now, I would recommend for them to go to our Facebook page. So okay. it's at fba.com slash Dax Picture in the Films. That's it for now. Awesome. But man. we're going to work on better, better branding, better design overall, and yes. better films. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, guys, this has been a really excellent interview. Really it's fun. been really, you know... I expected this in some ways mm-hmm. that, that this was going to be a more unique interview <laughs> in that y'all's films are so unique 
And I really appreciate that because we were able to get a very different perspective on what it looks like to edit a wedding film, particularly this idea of I'm editing from the time I hire this client all the way through <laughs> two to four days after the wedding. <laughs> you freaking Hopefully uh, I can keep it up. But uh, yeah, so far, yeah. so good. We're on track. So yeah awesome. so inspired awesome. by a couple cool. yes and, and also you know we tried to tell our couples you know the delivery of their highlight film yeah you know it's just long but you know over promise under deliver awesome. really to yeah well don't don't tell my clients that you finished your films <laughs> in four days uh, <laughs> but uh yes so. uh, just kidding again yeah, thanks yeah. so much for coming on guys this has been so good yeah thanks for Thank having you. us The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.